Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Rundown MotoGP podcast, the second podcast episode of the GP University series, part two of the rider profiles. Now, for those of you that are new, this podcast, the Rundown podcast, is for new fans of MotoGP who want to learn more about the sport. I'm your host, Jake Morgan, and I'm also a new fan of the sport. Now, my goal is to help you, the listener, and myself to learn more about such an exciting sport which deserves more of the spotlight than it's currently getting. So today, as I said, we are going to be looking at the next 11 of the 22 riders on the 2023 MotoGP grid, who they are, what teams they ride for, and my opinion of them based on seeing them ride this season. You'll also hear who are the most exciting riders and who to watch out for at every race weekend. So as I said, this has been split into two podcasts. It's the second 11 riders today, the first 11 were last week. So if you are listening to this first, maybe it's worth going back and listening to the first 11. It's completely up to you. It doesn't really make a difference in terms of the information you're getting. But yeah, maybe just go listen to that one after this one if you want to hear more about who the you know crazy athletes are that dangle off bikes at over 100 miles an hour. Yeah, that's basically what they're doing, isn't it? But just to start off, I just want to get, just want to basically get the listeners' thoughts on who's going to win the World Riders Championship. You know, just let me know in the poll below. Is it going to be Jorge Martin? Is it going to be Fab, um, Fabio Quattaro? Pekka Banyaya, even? Is it so Banyaya or Martin? Vote in the poll below. And there's also a Q&A section as well uh, on Spotify. For those, for any of you who just want to mention any any particular parts of MotoGP that you don't understand, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can uh, put that in the comments below. Just some topic ideas of just, it would just be good to get an understanding of what you guys want to hear so that I know where to look and what to prep for future videos and uh, podcast episodes. And the, so that's the first thing I wanted to mention. The second thing I wanted to do was just some clarifications. Um, now, I am... I'm a, 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 uh, words. I am a Formula One fan. Uh, first and foremost, I've I've been in been watching Formula One since 2014, uh, since I went to the Monaco Grand Prix, and that was an unnecessary humble flex. I didn't mean to do that. Um, but my habit, basically, my habit is to say driver instead of rider. Uh, and obviously, this is MotoGP. They don't drive bikes; they ride them. So. You're going to have to bear with me. I'm still getting used to just saying that automatically because I will genuinely just automatically say driver, but I do mean rider. I'm, I'm sure you already get that, but I just want to make a clarification that I am going to try my best to make sure I remember that. And the second thing was a bit of a just dumb thing for me. Basically, I read a driver profile and their nationality and I got it completely wrong. Um, so um, Takanakagami, I believe it was. Takanakagami, or was it? Let me just scroll up real quick on my notes. Yeah, so t- Takaki Nakagami, sorry. Um, I, for some reason, said that he was from Chiba, Spain, which makes no sense because Chiba is in Japan. So I just, yeah, felt like I should just clarify um, that basically, yeah, just rather than being dumb, uh, basically. So, yeah, uh, Nakagami is not from Chiba in Spain. That's not a real place. He is from Japan. So, 
Without further ado, we are going to go on to rider number 12 of 22, Maverick Vinales. Maverick Vinales is 28 years old. He was born in, Fi I'm going to try and say this right, Figueres, Spain. Maybe, maybe I got that right. Uh, he currently rides for the Aprilia factory team. He races with the bike number 12 and he started racing on 125s in 2012. Now, he's currently not won any MotoGP championships, uh, but he ended up joining MotoGP in 2015. And I was just looking through some of his stats that are correct as of recording. So, he has 156 starts, 9 wins, 34 podiums, 13 pole positions, and 11 fastest laps. He's accrued around 1,500 points Probably by the time this podcast comes out, it's over 1,500 points. But the current stats I have are just under, literally by like two or three points. So around 1,500 points that he's scored so far. Now, his ride for 2024 is going to be still the same team, the Aprilia factory team. Now, my opinion on, on Maverick Vinales is, is a bit of a weird one because I'm not really sure where to place him. He performed fantastically in the Yamaha and he, he looked like a really good rider when he first came into the sport. But then he lost his ride at Yamaha in 2021 for revving the engine too hard. Like things just weren't going right. He just got frustrated. He revved the engine too hard in qualifying, I believe, when he got knocked out. And basically Yamaha sacked him early uh, just for... I think it was under the guise of like being dangerous for himself and spectators essentially and people in the paddock, uh, which was really odd. But anyway, yeah, he did that, which was really stupid of him, to be honest. And I don't don't respect that at all. Um, you know, a lot of people give their lives to build those bikes and he's just revving it because he's not getting his way. I don't I don't agree with that. But yeah, to be honest, he sort of just is nowhere in races like he was really good but i don't know maybe it's since these new aero bikes have sort of come in he's just maybe struggled particularly maybe struggled with the front tire pressures because i know that's a big issue i was watching the race today uh the malaysian grand prix and uh yeah his like i mean maverick vinales wasn't really anywhere not that i particularly even noticed him um but a lot of the lot of the riders had to even create gaps just to get their front tire pressures under control. But Maverick Vinales, he's he's usually nowhere in races, to be honest. Um, but he does seem like a bit of a family man, so I can understand if he's not really taking as many risks as some of the younger and single um, riders on the grid. Um, so yeah, that's that's Maverick Vinales overall. I don't know if I was going to give him a number out of ten, I'd probably say he's a four out of 10 like he had he had some some promise but he's he's fallen off a lot and he's not really got the pace anymore in my in my opinion so yeah just a bit of a weird one really now the next rider rider number 13 is Alex Rins now Alex is 27 he was born in Barcelona Spain he currently rides for the LCR Honda team under the bike number 42 now, he started racing in 125s in 2012, and he joined MotoGP in 2017. Now, as of yet, he hasn't won any MotoGP championships. But just looking through some of his stats, 
He's had 105 starts. He's had six wins of those starts, 18 podiums, no fa- no pole positions, sorry, and he's had seven fastest laps. He's accrued around 900 points in his MotoGP career the past what six or seven years now that he's been in MotoGP. So he's not really had many chances. He was on the Suzuki, which wasn't always a fantastic uh, bike, uh, which is why Suzuki ended up pulling out. Um, well, one of the reasons, at least. Um, so he's not really had the chance yet, but he is a good rider. So I do I do rate him. And unfortunately, he's gone from Suzuki to Honda, which is not really a great move. So if he can get himself on a Ducati, or maybe when the Yamaha team sort themselves out, maybe the Yamaha as well could be an option. But yeah, for now, he's not really had the chances. So I don't feel his stats really reflect how good he is. Um. Yeah, and actually, it's funny that I say that, you know, you'd think I'd read ahead on the notes that I actually make myself, you know, reread them. Um, but, uh, yeah, Alex Rins is actually going to be going to Yamaha, so it's funny I said that he should be going. But he is going to be going to the Yamaha factory team next year to partner Fabio Quattararo. So, yeah, as I, as I was saying, you know, getting himself on a better bike, not a Honda, not a Suzuki, something that will be fairly decent, Hopefully, ha- hopefully have a decent enough balance and okay straight line speed now my opinion he's a good rider like as i've said he did win in kota actually on the lcr honda which if marcus had been there you know what could have been for marcus but it shows how good alex rins was because the rest of the hondas were still nowhere um and he won in fairly spectacular sort of dominant fashion um, from from what I was I was reading and some of the clips I watched, and actually, it was the first non Mark Marquez Honda rider win since Cal Crutchlow in 2018. So that is a long time, you know, five five years since uh, you know another Honda had won apart from Mark Marquez. So it just shows one how suited the bike was to mark or how bad the bike was and how good mark was um but also shows just how much the other riders struggled to to basically capitalize on that honda now rider number 14 one of my favorite riders on the grid jack thriller miller now jack is 28 he was born in townsville queensland in australia he currently rides for the Red Bull KTM factory. He had a, actually had a decent race today in Malaysia, didn't he? Um, he's got he races under bike number forty three, so make sure you keep an eye out for him. Uh, he started racing one two fives in twenty eleven, uh, and he joined MotoGP in twenty fifteen. So he had quite a quick rise through the ranks. He was a, a very popular rookie um, during Moto two and Moto three, which is why they tried to get him in MotoGP as quickly as possible. Now. Currently, he hasn't won any MotoGP championships. And just looking through some of his stats here, he's had 153 starts, 4 wins, 23 podiums, 2 pole positions, 3 fastest laps, and he has amassed over a 1,000 points so far in his career. Now, next year, he is going to be riding for Red Bull. uh, Again, the Red Bull KTM factory team. Now, my opinion, well, this guy, he is, he's always having fun. Um, you know, he's always engaging with the crowds all the time, especially when he, was, when he was on the Ducati and he was getting podiums. He'd do burnouts, he'd throw his gloves into the to the crowd. He was, 
He was a proper showman, very much like Daniel Ricciardo as well in that, you know, bubbly character. I, maybe it's an Australian thing. But yeah, he, he's really, really just a nice guy. And he's not afraid to speak his mind as well. He will be vocal about things that he agrees or doesn't agree with, um, whether that's with riders or, you know, steward, FIM, politics, that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I really rate Jack. He is a really good guy. And I'm hoping that he can sort himself out with race pace because he does seem to struggle with that. That's what he struggled with in, in Ducati as well. So really good rider. Love him. And yeah, I would love to love to interview him one day. That would be sick. Now, rider number 15, Fabio Digini. That's not a word. That's not his name either. Um, rider number 15, Fabio Digianti. Digi and Antonio. I could say this before recording, so I don't know why I'm struggling now. Fabio Digi and Antonio. Digi and Antonio. Fabio Digi and Antonio. There we go. Now he has been replaced by Mark Marquez. So I'll give a bit more detail about that in a second. So Fabio is 25. Uh, he was born in Rome, in Italy. He currently is riding for the Grassini Ducati factory team. Now he races with bike number 49 and he started racing in 125s in 2015 and he joined MotoGP in 2022. Now he hasn't won any MotoGP championships because uh, I mean he only joined last year and we know that Bagnaia won last year. So yeah, uh, he's not had many starts. Just looking through some of his stats, he's had 36 starts. He's had no wins. He's had a podium. He's had a pole position. No fastest laps. He's scored over 100 points. So he's not had a terrible season, but it's not been fantastic by any means either. Now, as I said earlier, Mark Marquez is his, uh, Mark Marquez is going to be replacing him uh, at Grassini, and he Fabio doesn't actually have a confirmed ride for 2024 yet, but. There is increasingly strong links between him and the factory Honda, I believe. And, I be well, that's, I think, the only seat left anyway. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, now, my opinion on him, he's okay. Uh, I was looking through some of his stats just through his whole junior career. He's had no world championships uh, or no championship wins in the World Series. Let's try not to rock the mic. Um, now, yeah, he's had no championships in the World Series and realistically, he probably doesn't deserve his seat either. Like, he's not had a bad rookie season, but really in MotoGP, rookies should be making that, you know, wow factor, that real difference, and he hasn't. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame for him, really. Um, but again, he's he's nothing to write home about. He's, he's nothing spectacular. He's just a solid rider i guess um but even alex marquez is you know still it's not really a fight for alex as far as i can see at least it wasn't today in malaysia so um yeah alex has definitely got a firm hold over him and we know that alex is you know maybe a, an eight out of ten rider so m maybe even less than that probably a seven out of ten rider so that doesn't really bode well for Fabio. He should really be coming in and beating Alex, Alex if he wants, you know, to make his name in MotoGP. But he's not, so that's where we are. So, rider number 16, Raul Fernandez. Uh, 
Now, Raul is 23, who's born in Madrid, Spain. Uh, he currently rides for the RNF Aprilia satellite team. He races with the bike number 25. And he started racing in 2016 and joined MotoGP last year in 2022. Uh, now, obviously, again, he's not won any MotoGP championships. Looking through the rest of his his stats, they don't look good. He's had 33 starts, zero wins, zero podiums, zero pole positions, zero fastest laps, and over 50 points. That's that's the one thing he's got is he's scored over 50 points. So not been fantastic. But then again, the Aprilia is not a fantastic bike, so it swings and roundabouts really. Um, yeah, but that being said. Um, he was hot property. Um, just looking at, when I was doing research, he was actually breaking records in Moto2. Uh, he, he got eight wins and seven poles. And I believe that was, uh, the eight wins in Moto2 was matched with, uh, Mark Marquez, I believe. So yeah, it's, um, he, he looked very good in, where am I? Hang on. Yeah, he looked very good uh, in the junior categories, but he doesn't seem to have made a statement in MotoGP yet. So hopefully if Aprilia can sort their bike out, maybe he can do something next year, but we'll see. Uh, next year, he's going to be again riding for RNF Aprilia. He's staying where he is. He is not related to Augusto Fernandez. I did want to say that, uh, but he does. Ralph Fernandez does have a younger brother in Moto3, Adrian Fernandez. Anyway, that's just a little side note, but he's not, yeah, he's he's okay, but he's not fantastic at the moment. He's He needs more time, I think, uh, and probably a better bike, really. So, rider number 17, Aleish Aspargro. Now, Aleish is 34. He was born in Granollas in Spain. Uh, he currently rides for the Aprilia factory team alongside uh, Maverick Vinales. He races with bike number 41. Uh, yeah, he, he had a crash in the Malaysian Grand Prix today, which was a bit of a shame. But, um, yeah, hopefully he can bounce back. Because, I mean, he was fighting for the championship. You know, he's in title contention with Bastianini and Bagnaia at the end of last year. So, he's not a bad rider by any means. Um, and, actually, he was the most consistent of those three at the end of the season. Which is the only reason why he was really in the championship fight to begin with. So, uh, Aleish started racing in 2004. And he joined MotoGP twice so he first joined in 2009 then he went back to moto 2 in 2011 and then he came back again in 2012 and he's stayed here since yeah he's had 12 years of moto gp so he's been here for a while now um one of the older guys on the grid um at 34 years of age he started racing in 2004 i think i've already said that haven't i um and yeah he's had He's not won a MotoGP championship yet, but just just looking through some of his MotoGP stats, he's had 233 starts, three wins, 11 podiums, five pole positions, and four fastest laps so far. He's amassed over 1,300 points, which, to be honest, over a 12-year stint in MotoGP is not fantastic. Uh, but he's probably, I mean, he's not really had the bikes as far as I can remember. Um, but I don't really know much about his, you know, I, yeah, I don't really know much about his team, you know, 
career records basically i don't know like in detail his career records i guess is what i'm trying to say um that's something i will come to learn over time i'm sure but yeah next year he's going to be riding for aprilia now my opinion as i said look 1300 points over 12 seasons in MotoGP is not good but you know there's a bigger picture than that he's only really had a decent bike the past few years so yeah he is a good rider for sure um and as i said he gave peko run for his money in 2022 and his highest championship finish was fourth last year so he isn't a bad rider um he just needs the bike which you know it's the same for any of the riders it's the same for marcos you know we can't forget that and we know how good marco uh marco we know how good marquez is right so video has just gone out so i apologize for that um but we'll just continue on now so so rider number 18 is paul espargo he is 32 years old he was born in granoya spain he is the brother of Alicia Spargo. He currently rides for the Gas Gas Tech 3 Aprilia and his bike number is number 44. Now he started racing 125s in 2006 and joined MotoGP in 2014. Now he's not won any MotoGP championships yet but just looking through some of his st stats here he's had 162 starts he's not had a win yet which is a real shame and he's at eight podiums three pole positions and a fastest lap and he's accrued around a thousand points now he has been so he's basically he's got no seat for next year because he's injured and um, he's being replaced by pedro acosta um who just won the moto 2 championship actually earlier today um now pole did win the moto 2 moto 2 championship which alesh his brother had not done so yeah he is good, but he's not as good as Alicia Spargo. He's his younger brother by two years. But yeah, decent guy. Real shame about his injury. I don't know much about it. I need, need to have a look into it. But yeah, he he hurt himself real bad. I think I believe it was at Portugal at the, the start of the year. I could be wrong. Um, but I know there was a lot of riders that were off injured um, after the sprint race in Portugal. Um, I believe because of a crash that Mark Marquez triggered. But I could be wrong. and um, I'm not going to commit to that statement because i don't know for sure rider number 19 joan mir now joan is 26 years old he was born in palma spain he is currently riding for repsol honda alongside mark marquez under the bike number 36 now he started racing 125s in 2015 and joined MotoGP gp in 2019 which is very very quick ascension through the ranks now joan mir has actually won a MotoGP championship, which, you know, it's only him, Mark, and Banyai that have on the grid, I believe. Now, I will admit, Joamir did kind of get lucky uh, because he didn't actually... Well, yeah, I'll get into it in a bit. But, um, yeah, so he started racing in 2015, joined MotoGP in 2019, won the championship in 2020. Um, I believe it was on the Suzuka, wasn't it? Uh, so looking through his stats, he's had 77 starts. He's had one win, 13 podiums. No pole positions, uh, but he has had a fastest lap and he's accrued around 600 points in, in his uh, career. Now, next year, again, he's going to be staying at Repsol Honda. His teammate is to be confirmed. Um, as I said earlier, you know, Mark is leaving to go to Grissini, but we don't know who's going to be in that Repsol Honda uh, seat just yet. Now, as I was saying earlier, 
Joao Mir won the championship in 2020, but the way he did it was quite spectacular. He only won a race once that season. The reason he won was because Quartararo and Vinales were so inconsistent that it just meant that Joao Mir's consistency won him the title, which is, you know, it's a good quality to have that you are consistent. But uh, yeah, that was on the Suzuki, but obviously now he's really, really struggling on that Honda. So it would be nice to see him get back up there. I do think he's a quick rider, so he just needs to, I mean, they're all quick, but he just needs to sort of get on top of that bike, really learn how to ride it properly. Rider number 20, Marco Bezzecchi. Now, Marco is 24. He was born in Romini, Italy, same as Enea Bastianini. He currently rides for the Mooney VR46 Racing Ducati Satellite Team. That is a mouthful. Uh, he rides with bike number 72. And he started racing in 2015 on 125s and joined MotoGP in 2022. Obviously, he's not won any championships yet, but looking at his stats, he's had 37 starts, 3 wins, 8 podiums, 4 pole positions, 4 fastest laps, and over 400 points. So... Decent stats, bearing in mind, you know, he's only been in two championship seasons so far. And he looked like he was giving Benyara a run for his money at the start of the year. Uh, next year, he's going to be staying at the VR46 team alongside Luca Marini. Now, in my opinion, he is a very exciting young talent alongside Marini, Marini and Bastianini and Benyara in that VR46 club. Or is, ba is Bastianini in the VR46? Sorry, maybe I mean Benyara, sorry. Um... And Morbidelli, isn't it? Yeah, Morbidelli. Um, yeah, so he's part of that VR46 club crew sort of exclusive driver development that Valentino Rossi has. And yeah, it's um, he is he seems to be very good. He just needs just needs to be on a factory Ducati, really, which you know they're pretty happy with the two riders they got. I mean, Bastianini just won today. Benyai was in P3, but he's, you know, got bigger fish to fry. He just needs to not fall off his bike, basically, and beat Jorge Martin. So he was never going to really challenge for the win. But yeah, Marco Bezzecchi, very, very good rider. And yeah, just looking forward to seeing what he's doing in the future. Hopefully he can build on it. In Keep doing that. Um, hopefully he can build on onto it next year. Now, rider number 21, Miguel Oliveira. So, Miguel is 28. He was born in Armada, Portugal. Now, he rides for the RNF Aprilia team uh, with the bike number 88. Now, he started uh, racing in 2011 and joined MotoGP in 2019. So, he had a long stint in Moto2 and Moto3. I do remember that years ago when I used to watch MotoGP on ITV, if anyone can remember that. And, uh, well, at least the highlights were on, Moto on ITV. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing the Moto2 and Moto3 races and Oliveira would be fighting Zarco and whoever was coming up through the ranks. So yeah, so, um, he is he's a decent, decent uh, rider. Uh, just never really got the chance, but he is now finally in MotoGP. Uh, he has been for about four years now. Looking through some of his stats, he's had 82 starts, five wins, seven podiums. He's had a pole position and two fastest laps. And he has accrued over 400 points, which isn't amazing, really. But I don't think it's an accurate reflection of his talent. Next year, he's going to be staying at RNF Aprilia. And yeah, opinions, well... He is an exciting talent. He was in the junior categories. He had a lot of tight battles in Moto2, as I said. But the pace 
maybe doesn't seem to have transferred to MotoGP as much as maybe he would have hoped. So, I mean, I know that Aprilia can be quite tricky to ride, but we'll just have to wait and see if, you know, maybe if the bike becomes a bit more consistent, then maybe maybe he'll get on top of it, but we just have to wait and see, really. Now, rider number 22. 22 out of 22 is Franco Morbidelli. Now, Franco is 28. He was born in Rome in Italy. He's currently riding for the factory Yamaha team, the Monster Energy Yamaha team, under bike number 21. He started racing in 2011 in 125s, and he joined MotoGP in 2018. He has not won any MotoGP championships yet. Uh, just looking through some of his stats, he has 98 starts, 3 wins, 6 podiums, 2 pole positions, a fastest lap, and he's accrued around 500 points so far. Now, next year, he's going to be riding the Pramac Ducati, so he's bagged himself a Ducati bike, which is really good news for him. Uh, obviously, he's a VR46 crew, so he's sort of maybe got inside connections there, potentially, Um but yeah, uh, he's going to be alongside Jorge Martin. So uh, yeah, it's really a make or break year for him, um, which is a, yeah, he's not performed against Quattararo. He's really, really struggled on that Yamaha. So if he can't sort himself out at that Pramac, on that Pramac Ducati, I don't think he's going to get another chance, to be honest, with another team because he's not really delivered as much as everyone hoped he would now just a yeah just an interesting sort of look into his background he started riding in Superstock uh on the 600 so he didn't actually go through the usual route um of moto 3 he started in super stocks uh on the 600 cc bikes and then just went straight into moto 2 in 2014 so yeah uh interesting but obviously it's worked for him and yeah, that's it. Franco Morbidelli, 22nd rider out of 22. So thank you very much for listening to this Rider Profile series. If you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any content. If you're listening on audio platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, those sorts of platforms, follow again so you don't miss out on any content. Next up, we I'm going to be doing something on the MotoGP team profiles. So we've done the riders now. So next up, makes sense to do the teams. Look into them. So the next next week's episode of GP University will be about Honda, Yamaha, Aprilia, and the basically the satellite teams for Honda and Aprilia as well. Just looking into where those teams have come from, what they're going to be doing, you know, or what they are doing. Sorry, and basically looking into what just the history of each of the teams you know for example honda but also lcr honda or aprilia and rnf aprilia that sort of thing just looking into who rnf is who lcr is that sort of thing yeah but leave a five star review or thumbs up on youtube um if you did enjoy this podcast share it with a friend i'd really appreciate that someone who's new to MotoGP or into racing in general would be uh, an ideal person to send it to now, I am live streaming race watch-alongs for all of the MotoGP uh, Sunday races. So the next one will be at Qatar, isn't it? And that is going to be a sort of mid-afternoon race. So that will be live on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, by all means, just come along. It will be on the normal channel. 
so you know if you just want to have a little conversation whilst the the race is going on a little bit beforehand a little bit after and we can discuss uh questions and that sort of thing can get some of the fan list like or some of the listener questions for the po- the post race review podcast that would be great and then we can just enjoy watching the racing as well together that'd be awesome but yeah thank you so much for watching i'm looking forward to the next gp university i hope you enjoyed and i will see you next week bye <laughs>